The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but the Bible teaches there's a time to laugh. And let's be honest, Chris is armed with pink ping pong balls. So you gotta laugh now. The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. We'll just keep it really simple, okay? The emperor is not an emperor, and he is still wearing no clothes. Will somebody please dress that guy? Life lessons for our faith that we can actually use probably won't if we become more sponge-like. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Because I'd make a lousy politician, that's why. Also, a Bible trivia for fake, and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. To the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. Okay, bye. (laughs) Wait, wait. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. One of those things where you know you've got something that's in front of you and you think it's kind of cool and you think it would be great in your life and you pray about it. Is it okay to pray about it as long as you submit it to the Lord? Is it okay to say, hey, this would be awesome if this is okay with you. Let's go forward. I believe you can do this. I believe you this is a great thing, but I surrender it to you. Is that okay? And the answer is yes. Anyway, if you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, if you've got something you want to share, if you've got a praise report and you just want to share that with other believers, if you've got a prayer request and you just want other believers to join with you, this is a great opportunity to do that. What we try to do is encourage one another as we see the day of the Lord Jesus Christ, his return coming. We want to encourage one another as that is going on. So we get excited about that. And it is exciting because we support and strengthen one another, one another as we recognize so much closer to dancing on streets of gold. Yes, sirree. So here's the bottom line. You can call us at 972-445-0770. Let me ruin that 445 again, though, okay? Because I didn't do it really well enough. 972-445-0770. When you make that phone call to 972-445-0770, you will, in fact, talk to Captain Chris. 
You know what that's like, talking to Captain Chris? That's like having your GPS tell you that you have a big 30-minute delay on your way to work, you know, something like between fate and Irving, you know? And then you find out when you get on the road, wrong, there's no delay at all. And then you will be... Yeah, that's nothing personal. It just happened to me today. <laughs> this is like, you have a 57-minute drive. I get on the freeway. It's like, there is nothing here. <laughs> what? Okay. I think it was just trying to spoil the mood. That's kind of what I'm going with. Also, you can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. 214 uh, also, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org, david at hemustincrease.org. I'm going to send you up to the website. Going to keep it pretty simple. Uh, we need dough. <laughs> Let me get this real clearly. Okay, you're not going to get anything special from us. We're not going to anoint a Bible for you. I'm not going to send you a special coin in uh, some kind of uh, container so you'll never be like penniless or something. We're not doing that. You want to support the ministry? Great. If you don't want to, got it. If you're listening and you just think we're crazy, awesome. Pray for us. <laughs> we can use it. Please check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to go with that's a rocket ship that just bounced back off the moon. It's bees. <laughs> Where's the Jerry Seinfeld thing there? It's bees. That's what we do for a living. Okay. Uh, somebody on the phone want to reach out to us? Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. Good afternoon, Sergio. Hey, Sergio. How are you, my good brother? You know, I really think you should list some of your questions. I know it's crazy, but you ask some of the best questions. I've just been graced to be able to have some of the answers, but you ask some great questions. You should write those down, man. I'm telling you, those are great, great opening questions. I love it. I think I think that's a blessing from the Lord. That's just well, I'm, ho I'm, I'm hoping that that's your job because you've got them recorded. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, what can I do for you, my brother? How are you, by the way? Before you ask me, how you doing? Good, good. Thank you so much for asking. I'm just dealing with this heat and um, just wishing everyone uh, health and, and, and just coolness because it's so hot outside. Yeah, it's kind of kind of a little warm. I, it's, you know it's warm when my dog, when I open the door for the dog to go out and the dog's going, no, I don't think so. <laughs> it's like, Wow. <laughs> Right, how can I help you today, my brother? Well, I've got you know it's kind of like funny because you know I listen to your to your radio station uh, hopefully uh, uh, when I can uh, on a daily basis, and I started paying really close attention to your intro, and it's, that's a good segue of my question. Kind of like so, it's a Christ, you know it's a journey that we're all on, right? Mm -hmm. This Christian journey, mm -hmm. and and uh, you know I'm not going to quote scripture because I I don't know, but I think it's called I think it's we all fall short, right? Of the yep. glory of God. Correct. So, yep. and, and so, but at the same time, Dave, I mean, 
I'm just a dude. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm, yeah. I'm still just a dude. Sure. Uh, and I and I live in. How do you call it? I live in the flesh. Or I live on the flesh. Yeah. No. You're well. You're walking. You're walking kind of in the old you as opposed to mm-hmm. the new you. And when you walk in the old you, you find out. You know, this isn't. Uh, this isn't going as profitable or as beneficial as I think it could or should be. And then the but when you're walking in the new you, you're like, man, everything's great, and I'm just feeling it, and everything's rocking and rolling. And is, is that what you're talking about? Because there's a difference between being saved and then the Lord making you look like Jesus, which is a, another part of salvation, but it's not the penalty part. It's the I'm hitting him with a two by four and teaching him part. <laughs> well, that, well, that's my question. So what, I, I want your take. How do you combat? So I'm trying to walk, right? I'm trying to walk yep. the Christian journey. But how do you combat? And how would you expand on the gotcha? Uh, hey, I knew you weren't. I, I knew this was all just a, a ruse on your part. How do you combat those moments whenever you know you're within a crowd or you're within your family and stuff like that? So that's basically the gist of my uh, of my comment today or my question. So yeah. That's Again, great. thank you so, so much for all you do. I love you, and uh, stay cool this weekend, and uh, have a great weekend. And I'll you listen to it. it on the radio. All right. Just hang on, or hang up and then listen. I'll give you the answers. This is going to go a little while, because this is really another brilliant question. Who would have thought that? It's another, I even have a segment there where it's, it's a, Sergio asks another brilliant question in my, uh, in my uh, explanations on some of the shows. So here's what Sergio is asking, and this is what every Christian you know, the the encounter. So there are these different elements that take place. We've talked about this multiple times, but I want, I'm going to move this into the practical, but I got to lay the foundation first. So everybody just be a little patient. So in our salvation process, when somebody says, are you saved? The answer is, well, uh, uh, yes, I am be, and I will be. <laughs> I am being, and I will be. In other words, I have been saved, saved in one aspect, and that is the penalty of sin. I am being saved. That's the power of sin. And I will be saved. That's the presence of sin. And that's the glorification part. So then you have people in your life that are like, you're no different. What's different about you? And when I got saved, so you can know exactly how I went through this process. And this is part of the testament. When I first got saved, the first night that I said yes to Jesus, I went out that night. And I think I smoked about four bowls of hash. I'm pretty sure that's about what happened. So, and then in the next two or three months, um, I'm not going to say I did a lot better <laughs> because it just wouldn't be true. I mean, that that's the reality. But what I always did, and I'm going to explain it, what I always did was I always came back to the Lord and said, I, I need help. <laughs> I never tried to make it something different. And people were like, yeah, yeah, whatever, right? And that took place for, for months for months and I didn't nothing changed really in in my uh, overall process except for I just I knew that what God said was true I knew the word was true I didn't understand why I couldn't just you know walk on water like Jesus did and uh, I just didn't understand why I had you know the same things and and quite frankly it really when it got down to it when the Lord kind of worked on me in that way. It really came down to I didn't want to make any changes deep inside of me, and he was going to have to help me make that change. That's really what what happened in its ultimate essence. So after several months of believing and my family going, whatever, they didn't even care because I didn't exhibit any real 
uh, demonstrative fruits, I just I believed that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. I just believed that the word, the Bible was true. Then I had this experience, and this doesn't happen to everybody, and I'm not going to say it's going to happen to you, Sergio, so I don't want you to get the wrong idea, but it happened to me, and I can only translate it from what happened to me. Then I had this experience where one time I was um, uh, participating in illegal recreational pharmaceuticals. That's a nice way of saying I was doing drugs. And, uh, and the Lord spoke to me. Two words. This is part of the testament I had. And the Lord said, that's enough. Well, I was like, uh-oh. Now, you have to understand, and I, I sincerely mean this, you have to understand that I uh, had been involved in uh, multiple facets of acid and, and uh, angel dust and cocaine, everything. You know, I didn't shoot because I hated needles, but everything else. I mean, we, we cooked our own fry. In other words, we cooked our own LSD on, on stoves. I mean, it's like there's not much you want to go into on that. And I knew what the, the drug did. I knew what the effect was. I knew what the impact was. But this was different. When the Lord spoke to me and said, that's enough, I knew immediately, well, that's God. <laughs> and instead of going, nah, I'm just having a bad trip, okay? Instead of doing that, which is what we would typically, that would be our default, right? I, I took one moment. And I just said, all right, I'm going to do it this one time because I don't know what else to do. I don't know how else to handle this. And I just, I prayed. I wasn't brilliant in my prayer. I was honest, brutally honest, I think. And I told the Lord, I like getting high. That's what I told him. I already figured if God knows everything, why would I lie? <laughs> it's like, what would be the point of that? And again, I'm not trying to glorify using drugs. So don't, people don't pin that on me. This is what I went through. And uh, some people do that with drinking, and some people do that with drugs, and whatever the thing is, it can be sex, it can be anything that they, they're struggling with. And I told the Lord, I said, I like it, I like it. I said, but I am highly aware right now that you don't. <laughs> and so I just said, I can't do this. I, I want to do it. I have the desire to do it. Unless you take this desire out of me, unless you help me get to this other place, I I'm just, I don't see how I'm, it's going to change. But what I did was one thing that I had never done before, and that is I took my little cocaine and my sense of me and my stuff, and I flushed it all down the toilet, and I took my bongs and my pipes, and I broke them, and I threw them in the trash. And I said, that's all I got. That's all I can, that's all I can give you. That's all I can do right now. And then I went to bed. And then I woke up, and I want to tell you that the sky shook, and the room was trembling and filled with smoke, uh, but it wasn't, and it didn't, and uh, it was in uh, Arizona, so the same desert-painted <laughs> landscape that I'd seen all before, nothing new, and I was just aware that the Lord had changed what was in my heart. And that's when I found out about what deliverance is. He changed my heart when I offered my heart to him. 
Now, I will tell you from that point, and I'm going to tell you and be as nice as possible as possible about this process. From that point on, as I ferociously grew at a really rapid pace in my faith, my family all of a sudden turned anti-Dave, anti-Christian. I mean, they they hated it. And they were, they wished, and as it progressed, they wished I was back, and they told me this, they wished I was back on drugs and dealing drugs. That's how differential it was. But I didn't make that happen. I didn't create that. And I'm saying all that so that you can understand this, especially Sergio, as you're listening. You're never going to do this on your own. It's not just saying yes to Jesus and then all of a sudden everything is poppy fields and it's Skittles and it's soon. Well, I guess poppy fields is a bad illustration. It's not uh, lilies and you know daisies and uh, uh, everything Skittles and rainbows. That's just not how it works. It's very very rare, but but it does happen to people. I mean, the guy in the who was in the the. The cemetery had an instant deliverance, and that was it. And Jesus said, go tell people, and his whole life was changed, and that that does take place. Other people, it takes them years to get through. For me, it took this very specific moment, and that was pretty good because I was getting high about 20 times a day for about four years, you know, in that ballpark. And God gave me the grace, and I don't know why, and I wish somebody would be honest about this. I don't know why it just doesn't happen every time when somebody says, I'd like this to happen now. In fact, I don't know why God doesn't heal people. When I prayed for Ace yesterday, I was I prayed all night. You know, I prayed all day today. I want that guy healed. I mean, I'm being sincere, and I don't know why. Some people I've prayed for, they get healed. Some people they don't. I wish everybody got healed. But I, you can't quit praying for people. And like what you're going through right now, you can't quit trying to draw closer to the Lord. So I'm going to give you a couple of tools, and hopefully this will help. The first and foremost tool that you can use to have real transformation take place in your life is to be genuinely connected to God. And by that, I'm not talking about you praying because there's a model to pray and you pray that model because that's really cool and that's what the church is teaching and that's what people, I'm not telling you to do that at all. No, no, no. You talk to God from the depth of your heart and you tell him everything you're thinking and feeling and unload every ounce, every ounce of fear, doubt, misunderstanding, the fact that you can't put it all together, you tell them all of that, that kind of prayer. And you pick up that that book. I know you got it. I know you're reading it. And you don't read that Bible to read. And in fact, I still, if I'm you, I'm, I'm still telling you, stay in the Psalms every day, stay in the Psalms every day. But you pick up that book and you read to hear. You don't read to read it. And that's the one fallacy that a lot of churches do teach. Read your Bible, because that's the answer. It's like, no, no. If you read that and you don't mix it with faith, it doesn't do you any good. You read to hear what God has to say. And then this last one you're not going to like. <laughs> it has a two twofold element to it. Stop going to places and stop hanging out with people that are sucking you dry. Just stop it. And start fellowshipping where there's real Christians. And I'm not talking about people that are playing the game. There's a ton of people that play the game. I'm talking about people who genuinely want to draw closer to the Lord. 
So my my most uh, awkward advice is be fully, completely open and honest with God in your communion with God. Read his word as though he wrote that book for you because he did. Get away from that which is taking away any spiritual growth. Don't I mean just stop inviting it and make sure you find a place that has solid biblical teaching and people who are devoted to loving God because of the redemption of Jesus Christ and are committed to walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. That, my friend, that will take you light years ahead of all the people who are playing the game. I got news for you. When, when, when the Lord comes back, not everybody in church is going, Just no matter what anybody says. You know, there's a there's this thing called the 80-20 rule. I don't really like to talk about it a lot, but uh, 20% of the people do the giving in the ministry, and 80% of the people don't do much, and it's like, that's not good. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Don't be one of those, okay? Be one who just is so hungry you can't. And the fact, uh, Sergio, that you're wanting to do it right is an excellent indicator. I'd rather you be frustrated. Because if you just became a Christian and then everything's perfect and apple pie and Chevrolet and baseball and I don't have to worry about nothing, and then it's an add-on. Let Christianity be real for you. You're the kind of guy that it's going to be real for. And I just look forward to the Lord moving upon you in special ways. You'll be used in the future by God, speaking and sharing and witnessing. What a great, great, great thing. Okay? All right. Wait, did I go a long time on that one? Oh, you bet. All right, let's, uh, should we take a break? What are we going to do now? We got, uh, uh, do you want to do a little mini-mini? Okay. So anyway, folks, for, for everybody listening, that's just what I'm sharing off. People are like, well, that's not, you know, she didn't really scripturally go through anything. Nope. <laughs> You're right. I didn't. But what I did was I shared what I went through and, and how that impacts us. And I'm not sure that that advice that, that we just shared is different for any person in the audience right now. Because when you get to that place where you just are like banging your head against the wall uh, and and who hasn't been there? <laughs> it's just like these are the things we got to do. These are the these are the things that 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 draw us in. I mean, I, I just am amazed. I I gotta say this. I'm amazed at at the level of disgust that the world has with Christians now. I'm just amazed at what it's become. But it it also affirms for me that I've chosen wisely. Because I know that my Redeemer lives, and I've got a place that I'm going to. So it's kind of like there's kind of like a little comfort in in the nutsy cuckoo stuff that's going on. Let's pray. Can we do that real quick? I think it's just a good idea, and then I'll give another couple of minutes. But I just want to pray real quickly. Father, we come before you right now. We just we worship you. We thank you. You are just so awesome to us. You're so kind. You're so gracious. We will never, never be greater than the goodness you've poured into our lives. We will never earn it. We, we just can't deserve it. But we joyfully receive it by faith. We receive the grace you extend to us. 
And I'm just asking for people in this audience right now who are where Sergio is at and Sergio and even myself, Lord, that you would help us, that we would be brutally honest and open with you, that we would dive into your word in a way that just like King David talked about how it, it just is the refreshment to his soul. And that, Lord, we be careful with who we hang out with. It's not like we're going to avoid family, Lord, but we don't have to invite the danger in every 30 minutes. And, Lord, please, for those that don't have any chance to fellowship, please bring them to a place of great fellowship with people who love you. That's what heaven's going to be all about, hanging out with people who love you because of how cool you've been to us. Minister to these people by the power of your Holy Spirit. It's just so far beyond me. I wish, Lord, I can just push a button and make it better for everybody. But that's not how you do it. But I pray you bless them and encourage them. Because drawing closer to you is the best thing I ever did. I pray they would get some of that too. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, we did really follow the uh, program. <laughs> Uh, that's okay. I mean, that's what. I, <laughs> that's all right. Uh, uh, but my my jokes are are good. <laughs> just, just pointing that out to you. I will tell you guys, and this is part of the the concern that I have. I know you guys are thinking, oh, well, some of that's great, and it's like I understand that. But when I share about the cult and stuff like that, this it's just it's brutal stuff that's coming. It's brutal stuff because sometimes Christianity, it, it, you go through different things for different purposes. And what the Lord has brought to me in 43 years is he never allows anything for nothing. That's just like, and, and somebody will get offended at this, and that's okay. You can turn the knob when you do. But I love that I think God, as in this capacity, Jewish, he wastes nothing. <laughs> Just, there's nothing there's nothing that God ever wastes. There's nothing that he ever just goes, oh, forget about that. <laughs> it's like, well, he uses everything to help us draw closer to him. Isn't that just isn't that just the way he is? Right? I mean, he's just been so kind. I mean, Noel and I were just talking the other day. It's just like we, we are so fortunate. Now, I, I want you guys to be praying for my daughter, by the way. And let me just tell you this real quickly. Julianne is pregnant. She's a month out from giving birth. Everything looks great. Easton's doing tons better. But she is there pregnant at eight months with a, a special needs baby with her two kids. And Jared is having to teach out of the state for the denomination. You want to pray for something? <laughs> pray for my daughter. That's one, she doesn't kill her kids. And then two, the Lord gives her strength, okay? Take that burden on. That's another part of being a true and genuine Christian, okay? All right. We'll take our break, and then we'll come back. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Top of the hour. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back. The David Spoon Experience. You don't know what's going to happen in one minute, let alone one hour from now. And God, who it's impossible for God to lie, has made this commitment. 
made this offer, made this opportunity to both you and me and all of us around. The simplicity is that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and that the wages of that sin, the wages falling short, is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And God, demonstrating his love for us, sent Jesus Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. There is nothing more important than that principle right there, the hope that is offered to believers who acknowledge and surrender to the testimony of Jesus Christ. That's what's being offered. That's what gives you encouragement. That's what enables you to go on. You're going to have a lot of sorrow in this life. Job said it best, a man's days are few and full of trouble. But in the next, there is something so wonderful that even in man's mind, we cannot retain it. For eye has not seen, neither has ear heard, neither has, can the heart comprehend, can, can't even receive the great things which God has prepared for them that love him. There's such a great thing that's coming for us, such a great place, such a wondrous place. But you got to acknowledge the invitation. You got to say yes. Because if you don't say yes, you're not going to that wedding. The wedding of the Lamb. Don't be that person. Don't be that person that rejects it. Don't be that person that lives in sorrow, in grief, and in sadness. Don't be that person. Be the one that says yes. So that you can be a part of the great wedding feast. That you can be a part of the great celebration. Oh, life is much more than this 60, 70, 80, 90 years. It's eternity on the line. And if you've already said yes, rest in the comfort. Rest in that place. Rest in that goodness. That all is well. And even on this side, if it's hard, on the other side, it's glorious.